a great days. show. Yeah. I loved that show. All right, we're going to talk about Booksmart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're like, totally. So, uh, we're here. It's on the big screen, yeah. Yeah. So, I thanks for joining show. us today, Stephen. Stephen actually was my DP on Solace. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty because of Stephen. And I was one of like eight DPs on. Well, I want to say what DP means because when you said DP. Oh, director of photography. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cinematographer. Yeah, that's not good. Just running around saying DP. DP. Yeah, my mom went somewhere completely different. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? Born. Born? <laughs> yeah, no. No. I work in a college in Title IX. I, I've learned a lot. I'm a white male, so I mean. You just know. You just, yeah. you just know. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, <laughs> there's something new today. <laughs> yeah. So, Booksmart. I, mm-hmm. This is my second time seeing it. I love Booksmart. This is your choice. You yeah. chose. So, we are going to be doing, we'll be doing Booksmart this week, and then the next episode, we'll be comparing and contrasting that with Superbad. Yeah, because they're basically the same movie. Right. Except Superbad's the older brother. Yeah, version, so, right? Yeah, Superbad was, this was 2019, and then Superbad was 2007. Okay, I haven't seen Superbad, so okay. we're not talking about that today, we're talking about Booksmart. So, I, I love this movie. This is your first time. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I liked it. It was not what I expected. Yeah. Um, I've seen it online, I just not really caught my attention because it was kind of like high school kids, mm-hmm. not really my demographic, my area, but right. I really enjoyed it. Parties were not that way when I was in school or high school or college. I never yeah. are when you're like watching a movie regardless, no. but yeah. it's interesting because now I have a daughter that is, you know, a teenager and it's kind of like, hmm. It's what she's going to get into. It's going to, like, different kind of attention now. I know. Well, the high school movies are never quite the same as real They high get school. the inspiration from somewhere. But so. <laughs> I got to say, I mean, I did substitute teaching for a while. And, like, the characters are all kind of there. But it's just obviously heightened. But there are some things that we didn't see in our high school that I think are actually popping up a lot more now. Or, like, the gender-neutral bathroom. That was yeah. interesting. I've never seen that in a high school movie or at high school. But I, I don't think yeah. they're doing. It. We're in Memphis, so I don't think Memphis is. We're too violent. It's common in the yeah in the south. But it's but happening though, right? Like it's, it's happening in, in like it's happening in you know. I went to a bar the other day and they had you know gender neutral bathrooms and it was kind of like go whichever. Yeah. And I was like looking, it's kind of like I can if you're on. They were like, oh. Yeah, I like that. Especially when you're a woman and you want to go pee in a crowded place, there's usually a line to one and not a line to another. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I can go whatever I want. I thought this movie did a really good job of the whole idea of, um, you know, gender neutral or inclusivity without overdoing it. They didn't, like, necessarily draw attention to it. It was just kind of there, you know what I mean? Yeah, the representation was across the board. And there was no, like, you know... Virtue signaling, you know, it's kind of like, well, you want to preach, and this is the right way to exactly. do it. Exactly. It was just very, it was just like, there. the it's way just things there. are. They just showed people, and, like, like one of the main characters happened to be a lesbian, which it's mostly inconsequential throughout the entire movie, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. She's still just kind of like an archetype. We haven't done the Superbad one, but she's more like the uh, Michael Sarah character in Superbad, or, you know... There's any X number of those characters throughout all of these movies that they kind of follow those archetypes more than like the lesbian archetype. Mm -hmm. They just presented things and they did a lot of that. Was one thing that I will say about this movie over some of these other ones is that, especially with comedies, this did a lot better job on the filmmaking side of it. Mm -hmm. Like they did like that whole claymation sequence, they did a lot of showing things through nonverbal performance or photography or editing as opposed to like having people stand around talking, which when we get into some of these other 
teen coming of age films, you're going to see that mm-hmm. that's not how everybody does it. A lot of it is just actors standing around talking to one another. It was such a clever movie, too, because, like, you know, at first, like, you kind of think it's going to be like every other high school movie, whatever. But when she's in the bathroom, that scene, and she finds out that everybody, like, she's been working really, really, really hard her entire life, and no fun, just work, which is, by the way, me in high school. (laughs) Actually, that's me now. That's you all the time. That's me all the time. But, like, I mean, I I love the message of this, because... It doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't matter. Because, like, all the kids, like, having, you know, they, they all got into Yale anyways. They got into these big colleges. Yeah. And it just, everything broke down. That yeah. was the one part that I was a little bit, like, okay, this whole school is yeah. overachievers. I mean, like, I mean, obviously that's on. not true. But yeah. I think that right. it worked for the message of yeah. the movie. Like, that, I mean, because we are definitely are in the... An era where working hard doesn't necessarily get you places. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it just doesn't. And, and I mean, working hard's great, but like, you know, back in the, you know, 50s, or like, you know, if you work this hard, you can work your way up the ladder. Now it's like, hey, or not, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not like you work really hard and you get there eventually, where like, which is current crisis that I'm having now. <laughs> you know, it's like you work really hard, you get over there, and you realize kind of like, uh, this sucks, this is not what I wanted, and right. I was done in a lot of stuff, and I could have done something different that, that really was fulfilling mm-hmm. otherwise. I'm glad that they are showing that there are other ways to get there without sacrificing the fun part mm-hmm. and, you know, your passions and other things that you want to do. Well, it's like that character said, it's not that we didn't care about school, we didn't just only care about school, and mm-hmm. I think that that's very healthy. I, I need that lesson all the time. Right. Me too. When I take days off from work, like, I go and shoot stuff. I mean, today is my day off, and right. we're mm-hmm. working. <laughs> it's a beautiful sunny day outside, and we're but for sitting me, in a dark room. For me. This, is it's like, this is, like, my fun work. But it's something that I enjoy. It's, like, as right. opposed to, like, my work. That it's, like, my sole second job that actually pays a deal. Like, this is, like, yeah. this is the fun that I get to Well, that's the problem now is, like, most jobs are soul-sucking, and we want to do other work, so we're, we are working outside of work so that we can get a job that we enjoy so we don't have to just work. But I kind of think, like, they did make that point because it's like there is, like, you have this super achiever that is, like, she has a plan mapped out and has a plan mapped out for not only her but her friend. And her friend is kind of like, I have a different passion, different idea, and I want to do something different. I didn't tell her until, like, the whole thing blowed up, and it was kind of like, I'm leaving, and it's not going to be for a summer, it's going to be for a year. And the other one, like, just, like, her whole world broke down. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, what about the plan? And she's like, it's your plan, not mine. And I think she did a really good job towards the end. It's kind of like, all right, I'll go with the flow. And, like, I'll do yeah. my plan, and we're still friends. And I love you all, and I'm happy that you all got into colleges, and I'll figure my shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was very, like, her, her transition to be like, okay, I'm not really special, because that was her thing. It's like, I need to be more special than everybody else. And realizing that she was not special, like, was very positive. And that's such a freeing thing, too, though. I mean, you know, movies and books and everything, they, they teach you, like, you have to be special. But it, it's okay to just be normal it's just okay to be just you you know i mean there's like movie archetypes i mean that in general yeah all of them like luke skywalker yeah it's the whole joseph campbell thing which i love joseph campbell but you know i mean i think that all of us trying to live up to that like i have to be the one special one and i still do that i mean i I have to work harder to be the the, yeah and, and i don't think that you have to i mean you have to think too you have a life you know like you've only got the one and if you spend all of it chasing a dream or a plan 
you know, at the end of your life, sure, maybe you reached the plan, but did you live your life? And and that's the whole idea with the party is go live and enjoy and let go. And I think that, that was so sort of like what the kids were trying to say is like not not only focus on school, it's kinda of like we had fun along the progress. Yeah. Along the progress. And Man, I need like, to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Which is thanks for that. Or me another glass. I love it when he was like, here, this is what I have. Give it a second bottle of Prosecco. What about the parties? I didn't go to parties in high school. Like, not one. I wasn't allowed to. I was allowed to go to Bible sleepovers. Wow. Do you see why I don't have fun? No. Um. (laughs) I actually kind of like the boat party the best, even though there's like nobody at that one. I was looking into... Like the idea of the dinner murder party. That was like, cool. It looked very elaborated, and like I would go to that. Like oh, right too. now. My favorite part of the the murder mystery party is the peek behind the curtain where they go into the kitchen, and the rest of the family's like, "Can we come out now?" It's like, "No, I have the house till 11. <laughs> and it was yeah. like Vada's house too, and you know, like I don't know, everything like the atmosphere is kind of like I want to go to the party now. Yeah, I think I've like just been in the mood for parties because we've been. Yeah. Very sophisticated. I yeah. liked it. <laughs> I like I like sophisticated parties. I yeah. like that one better than the the third party, the teenage one. Yeah, the that teenage was one was just like a teenage one. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, I'm, I'm not interested drunk. in teenagers, which is why part. I watched this movie. I mean, and also that whole like animated or was it claymation? What was it? It was like stop motion because they were like Barbie motion? dolls. Okay, because they had no, they were not anatomically I... correct. Their outfit, like yeah, the, the outfits perfect. they were it wearing, exactly. were like. It was like a nurse's costume and like a farmer girl thing because she had the corn stuck in her hand. And then when she falls off the thing, it's like, no, you got to stick my shoe in your cornhole. And it still worked. Like, how does that that work? I think my my realistic brain was like, how are you guys doing this? I was confused. Doing what? Well, I'm I'm, I'm imagining them like, okay, that's what they see, right? But like, what are they actually doing? Are they just pretending? Have you ever been around somebody who's just like tripping balls like that? Because they're not very like... Yeah, I guess I have. I guess I, they just—they're not they super do. athletic. They just think wonderful it things just, are happening. It was it's the power very, of the human mind. It's awesome. It yeah. was a coordinated. They were probably like on the floor, just mostly like. Eh. Yeah, but it was just a very coordinated eh. trip. Like the, you know, like oh. they saw the same yeah. stuff. You know, like that doesn't ha- happen. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's fine. I mean, I can allow it. That's still my favorite sequence of this whole movie, is that part. I think my favorite sequence was the dance scene where when she got to the party and she found her crush and they had that like elaborate, beautiful like dance scene and then reality took over and it's like, hey, this is not cool at all. Because that's my mind. Like I I envision the elaborate, you know, classy kind of stuff and then the world's always just like garbage. The way I remember high school parties is just us standing around in a basement. Someone's- so lame. Because we had, well, we had basements in Ohio. We don't have them Yeah, there. I know. I'm from Michigan. You know, something else I was thinking about, because, you know, it's the, it's the classic bromance kind of film, right? But, yeah. I mean, obviously it's girls. Ha, have there been very many movies that are, like, two girls in that situation? Like, the bromance kind of, I, I, what would you call it? Bridesmaids kind of fits into that. Okay. They're, they've done it, doing it. And I think that's why this movie resonated so well. Doing it of this age group for like yeah, not many. It's, young, it's new. Young girls, yeah. women, yeah. however that line divides. Like this was a new take on it. Yeah. To do it that way, the teen coming of age like field for the most part has kind of been dominated by love um, stories, right? Yeah. Love stories, and it's also Cinderella it's very stuff. white male dominated yeah. too. Yeah. There's other movies that kind of fall similarly to this. Like Edge of Seventeen is one with Haley Steinfeld and. 
because I watch I watch a lot of these damn movies. I'm gonna cop to that right now. But usually ones that have female leads push more towards like the Netflix teen romantic thing, like P.S. I love you, like all those three. Mm-hmm. The one with the yeah. that the guy who I thought was in this for a minute, but it wasn't him. Um, but they usually push more towards like the romantic comedy side of it. Yeah, whereas like the friendship. Yeah, right. no. This one is the first one I've, that I've ever seen that's just like. This is about these two characters. Like, this actually passes a Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. The rest of this, those don't necessarily. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was one thinking. Very refreshing. Just the whole, the friendship. And, and, and also just relationships with other women, too. Like, one girl um, in the beginning in the bathroom that was the enemy. Like, you know. Triple I, A. Is that her name? Yeah, because she was accused of picking dudes oh, right. up. and Yeah banging them and she was so, like i didn't do that no i totally I did. did that but where am i supposed to do it at my house where my dad could just walk in <laughs> i actually kind I of like that this. she actually did it yeah. because like it's so lame to be like no i'm really a good girl i just you know i have this bad reputation because of one thing well what if she wants to do it fine it's well, fine and her motivation for doing it isn't like insecurity or trying to please some guys it. she's just like i just like doing it and cool so we're kind of like you know secondary character i mean like, yeah. they were there and they work but you know i didn't need to know their story you know like right. the guy that she kids in the state it was kind of like oh i'm glad that that worked out but it's kind of like it was it was a supportive story i'm barely there i mean like i know his story i know his name and i don't need to right the male characters in this probably get about as much screen time as the female characters in a male-centric story right. so like it's fine it's like that first wonder woman where it's like that movie could be a superman movie and you would just make Lois Lane instead of uh, mm-hmm. Steve Trevor, and it's like right. it's the same thing. But I did like how in the end it didn't turn like that whole this person's an enemy and stays an enemy, or I'm better than you kind of thing. Like everybody was just kind of like, hey, let's or you all had to like friends. put her down and have a yeah. sort of situation. It was just very like, hey, let's just accept each other and be cool. It was kind of like we grow out of this situation. Like yeah. it was a good experience. We all grow and this is and that's what she said in the speech, you know, it's kinda of like love y'all, right. learn a lot, go be great, toodles, you know. It was so positive. Yeah. I it's really a really it. positive movie and a good I mean that's that's something I mean wouldn't you want your, your teenage daughter to watch something like oh, that? Oh she's gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better too because like some of these other ones they're like the teenage ones. I mean, obviously they're all romantic, but it, it, it's very much that Cinderella kind of story or I don't know, whatever, yeah. where you need a man. A lot of them, like, the, again, the, talking from, the, there's like the two types of, there's the male perspective ones that are a little bit more akin to this because they're more comedy driven. Um, and then there's the, like the rom-com ones and the rom-com ones are more about these ideas of like a girl getting a guy to complete herself, that sort of thing. And then the male driven ones are like, guy getting girl as like a prize as a part of a competition which is also really weird and problematic in its own part this kind of just avoids all of that for mm-hmm. the most part the other thing that i liked was how they took the whole like disappointment the romance disappointment it was, was kind of like oh you don't work out with this one but here's somebody else that may work out with so it's kind of like you know, no revenge plot, no transition not kind of like oh we're gonna get them you know like mm-hmm. they will suffer for it. it's kind of like yeah, that's Move true. the fuck on. Neither There's of the just characters. acceptance and moving on. Yeah, exactly. Which is like it, 
in our generation, all the movies was like so ingrained into like, you know, I don't know, Animal House or like Revenge of the Nurse. It was kind of like revenge because they don't yeah. like you or like try harder. It's like, mm-hmm. here it was like the complete opposite. And I really like that for the standpoint of like consent. It's like, there is a no mm-hmm. and there is a okay and there is a move on. Yeah. You know, you don't see that much in movies. And no. like, as a mom and like, you know, like what I do, I was kind of like... Thank yeah. you. We need to see that. And when you move on and move on to something that is kind of like on the same page with you, like good things happen, you know, like he's the guy on the stage or like, you know, the other girl, well, didn't start, but, you know, the girl turned around and was waiting for her at times, willing to give her another chance. Yeah. 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 You know, after she threw up on her. So like, that was a really good start after all. You know, most movies, like there's either a revenge component or you end up with the person that you wanted all along and who's out of your league and it's just like oh I finally made it kind of thing but I mean that doesn't happen most of the time and mm-hmm. it's silly to keep striving for it mm-hmm. so it, it is nice to just have a movie where it's like hey life goes on exactly. it's still cool this guy yeah. was not for you or yeah. was interested in somebody else and you can find somebody else and it's okay you're mm-hmm. still going to be happy Booksmart's probably my favorite like second favorite coming of age film because my favorite is still dope like far and away because that is the only one that i've ever seen that actually has like real consequences to it i haven't seen that this movie is about like finding yourself and going to a party dope's about like running drugs and bitcoin and like trying to like survive and not get killed by a bunch of gangbangers but brilliantly done. There was another movie that I, th- I would actually like to review on the show at some point. The writer and director of that one was a writer on this one, Susanna Fogel. But I don't know how to say her name. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Uh, sorry if I am. She directed The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> know, it kind of like reminded me of that movie a little bit, and now I see why, because one of the writers was on it. But it was, that's another one that's a really fresh take on just, you know, two women being the center of a comedy... Well, that one's a comedy action movie, yeah. but... Um, but still, we like, like, the female friendship, like, yeah, yeah. being the center of... We should, we should do that one. Yeah, we I should. love that movie. I, I also yeah. like doing comparison contrast, yeah. so we could totally contrast that with something else, too. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I would be interested to see that just because, like, I've seen so many of those... And part of it is just because it's Melissa McCarthy over and over again. But, like, mm-hmm. she did another, like, a spy one. There we could contrast heat. it with that, then. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because, like, the spy one that Melissa McCarthy's in was directed by Paul Feig. Mm-hmm. And Feig falls directly in with, like, the super bad yeah. Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen, yeah. like, that whole group. That'd be interesting. Those movies aren't movies a lot of times. Like, even, like, super bad that one you'll see it's like it's not really a movie it's edited improv like again with this it used the full film language whether it was Mm -hmm. cinematography or editing or you know uh, blocking just non-verbal stuff to kind of convey things and tell things as opposed to well show things as opposed to telling things it was such a clever movie on you know, just letting letting these female characters be, and without having to preach. Flowy. Yeah, I, I heard the story, and correct me if I'm wrong. Someone on the internet, I guess. I think it was an always. Um, it's always sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, and I think the guys were like struggling to write Dee's character because they kept trying to like think of her as a woman and blah blah blah, and they just kept getting tripped up because they're like, we don't get it, we don't just we just don't know what to do, and she was like, why don't you guys just write me like a guy and just 
stop thinking about it. Just write it. And then all of a sudden it worked, you know. And I think that ha that happens a lot in movies, too. Like, you know, we're, we, I mean, yeah, we're definitely trying to, like, make more movies that are female-centric and normalizing the female voice or female stories. And I think that sometimes movies get tripped up by calling attention to it without just letting it be normal and, you know, letting us just soak it in as it is. It's like that line from Mean Girls, like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, just <laughs> right. let your characters be. Don't try to, like, force them or, mm -hmm. like, force the idea. Like, again, the reason why I think this movie works is just these characters are just these characters. Mm -hmm. And you're just telling a story and they so happen to be two girls they so one so happens to be a lesbian mm -hmm. i mean the the closest thing you have to like a stereotype is probably like the gay theater nerd because yeah like, but, <laughs> yeah. but there's a reason some stereotypes are accurate but it works but, but it's not over the top it's not pushy you know like he's who he is and yeah. you know it feels into the narrative too yeah. that kid actually is like a huge theater actor so yeah. like it yeah. it fits perfectly that you would do that. Well, anything anything else about the movie that anybody wanted to talk about? I think the only thing I was missing was a dog. A dog? Yeah, I feel like there should have been a dog I in have it. a dog. <gasps> come here, Mochi. Oh, come here, baby. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, Mochi. It's not a dog. That's a grandma. Oh, she's so Aww. hyper. Oh. <laughs> You're the cutie. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining us today. I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion, and we will be discussing Superbad next. And I've never seen it, so I have no idea what to expect. You guys have both seen it, right? Yeah. Okay, don't tell me. We'll, well. see. If, we'll see what I think. Okay. Especially after watching this one. I have a feeling it's not going to be as good. But I don't know. Maybe. It's funny. Who's in it? I don't even know. I don't, know. I don't watch comedies. I don't know anything about those. Just don't worry about it. Okay. We'll see what happens. It looks fine. Yeah. Don't, like it. don't worry about it. It'll be great. It'll be great. So. We'll see you then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>